you're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. I'm your host, Erin Beadle. And Belinda Fleming. Welcome. So glad you joined in today. We're super excited about today's topic. We are talking about what is often referred to as the invisible woman syndrome. We're not going to get weird about aging, right? Aging is a normal part of life, and it's the numbers of years that we've been in this world. And we aren't going to entertain this idea of at a certain age that we become invisible. It's not true. And we have to today take a deeper dive into why is this a syndrome? So I was looking at a survey by GransNet that found that 72% of women in the study believed that they will become invisible by the age of 52, and that two-thirds in the study reported that with age, women tend to feel less visible than men, which draws attention to society's value on youth and beauty, and which we all know that with you know youth, the focus for most of the marketing, most Most of the studies that are done are done for women of childbearing, of reproductive years, and that the studies have shown there's lots of data, including metrics on how health, employment, and assets, all of that data that they collect stops for women at age 49, but it continues for men into late, into later years. And so ageism is a fact of life. I think that it's something that we can't say that it isn't actually happening because people that have become unemployed in in midlife will tell you it's hard to get a job in midlife. It's harder than when they were 35, when you're 55. And we're really not focusing today on if this is a focus for men that feel invisible. We're truly focused on women and what that looks like for an aging woman. When we're in in our younger childbearing years, motherhood is something that we identify with. Mm -hmm. And so there isn't time to even think for a second, oh my, I feel invisible. <laughs> You're so well sometimes you, you want to be <laughs> sometimes you want to be invisible and you go hide in the bathroom and you have kids that are like mom, 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 mom. And I don't think men sit around going, oh, this is that phase of life where I'm invisible. It just right. isn't a it isn't a male topic of conversation. But clearly it is a topic of conversation for women. And what we notice is that if your identity is really wrapped up in motherhood when you transition to the children graduating from high school going away to college leaving the nest you can look around and go wow it just feels like nobody's paying attention no one is needing me anymore right and we want to rewire that kind of thinking we really want to focus on what getting to know ourselves again what are the things that make us happy what are the things that give us enjoyment in life it is really an opportunity for us to show up fully in the things that fulfill us 
yes. not living through this lens of how do I make my child's life happier? How do I empower my child? Those are wonderful things, but that isn't where we are at this midlife state. So today we're really talking about, have you noticed those feelings sometimes? And when you do have a sense of thinking, wow, I feel invisible. Can you sit with what might be triggering that? And then what actionable steps might need to be taken in your life so that that doesn't become part of your story. So reconnecting with yourself, reconnecting with past passions maybe. If you were somebody who liked to run before you had kids because you had time, then you can join a running club again because you're not getting kids off to school or your kids are old enough that they get themselves off to school. So I do think it's important because I think women that have children identify somewhat with motherhood as their as a very primary role primary role exactly and so when you are getting even if your kids haven't left home yet but you know we all know that when they become teenagers we never see them because they want to be with their friends right <laughs> which is normal that's a normal it's healthy. stage for them it's healthy I had to remind myself of that when my kids didn't want to you know be around me on Friday nights anymore when it used to be that we would rent a movie or watch a movie and I'd make popcorn and we'd sit around and, and it's like oh they're going off with friends it's a normal healthy part of uh, maturing There is a definite, I think, basis for it because women do say that when they get to a certain age, 50 is generally what people kind of think is that they kind of start being ignored or looked through and or passed over. And some of that is on a grander scale with, like we said, society and what they they value, youth, reproduction, all of that. If you value catcalling from men when you're walking down the street, you might not have that happening in your midlife. Uh, That would be a welcome because there is nothing worse than unwanted male attention of someone like oogling you. And that's not what my invisible versus visible meter is is being uh, graded on. Yeah, that actually can be a perk of becoming (laughs) invisible because you can walk down the street and not have the construction workers whistle at you. Um, So one of the things that I think is really important is in the midlife, maybe when you start to feel invisible, it's like you said, is sitting with it, figuring it out, and then deciding what you can do. Like you can unearth your charisma. Your charisma is like your personal style. It's like all your mannerisms, like really hone in on what makes you unique, right? Your unique gifts, your unique talents, the unique little quirks about yourself. You can bring those to the forefront when maybe you hadn't been able to in the past. I think too, I haven't experienced this yet in my own life, but everyone tells me how wonderful it is to become a grandparent. And you're certainly not invisible once those grandchildren arrive on the scene. You have this opportunity to be hero status instantly is how it's been described to me and we're not there yet but I do look forward to that stage of life when it happens my oldest son just recently got married and I just know how much I loved my grandmother and my grandfather on both sides and I certainly don't remember ever at the stage that they were at the age that I was ever thinking to myself that they would ever feel invisible. Right. No, because you adored them. Absolutely. Going to grandma and grandpa's house. You know, I used to, my little sister and I used to go sometimes to my grandma's up in Illinois and we would spend a week or two and it was just so fun. It was the best time to go and spend time at grandma's house. So if you are already in that stage and you have grandchildren, I bet you that you can relate to this idea of being fully seen and validated with the wisdom that you've acquired 
required and this love that you can sprinkle over these grandchildren then send them back to their parents, right? Yes, exactly. So that's something to look forward to. But I also think when you're talking about being invisible, you have to really think about, are there these times where you realize that maybe you are feeling this certain way, but that it isn't really true? So we have to listen. If we're feeling it, then think about why are we feeling it? Is there any truth to it? And then let's not stay in that pattern of thinking. Let's figure out how to move forward and find things that actually validate us, find people in our life that can celebrate us. You talked about knowing what your gifts are. And if you begin to also turn that perspective towards Who in your own life, in your own circle, do you think might be struggling with feeling invisible? And what can we do to validate them? And make them feel seen. Yes, because there's a reward that happens when you actually are aware of the people in your life and you're promoting this idea of being visible, being a contributing partner to whatever the dynamic is of your relationship. That is an opportunity for you to practice being visible. You're giving this visibility and this validation to someone else. And equally, you're uplifting yourself in the same way that you're uplifting them. It works both ways. By seeing someone, you're being seen. Yes. And, And it's really beautiful to think about because... Otherwise, you could just sit around and go, woe is me. I feel like life is passing me by. And we really want to empower ourselves and others that that is not the case. No, you have to find your life's purpose after you've had this change, this shift in priorities, going from the caretaker parental role. And when you find your life's purpose, whatever it is, whether it's to reinvest in yourself and your passions like art or running or any other type of, you know, mentoring, it makes you unstoppable because when you have a passion for your dreams and interests, it's impossible to overlook that. You can't ignore someone who has a passion about something. And I like what you said is surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Like-minded people don't have to be your own age. It could be older people. It could be younger people. You've said on previous podcasts how we have eclectic groups of friends. Multi-generational is lovely. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a wonderful way to stay connected to all the different stages that we've gone through, sharing that wisdom with younger generations, Mm -hmm. being mentors. It's lovely. I mean, I, I love having people in my life from all walks of life and all ages of life. Absolutely. The other thing that, and you find this often, is when you get to a certain age is you you really become comfortable with your own personal style. I was for years a gray, beige, black person and now I've like embraced color. For some reason I've been able to step outside of my beige zone and wear bright red shoes and bright blue shoes and bright yellow shoes and or no shoes. Or no shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I usually don't go barefoot. I love to go barefoot. I you do, do. It a lot. Yeah, yeah. I do. I have to wear socks if I'm barefoot. I don't know. I have to think about dirty feet. (laughs) Well, our personal growth and our identity can shift into positive directions as we begin focusing on our own needs. And we don't have to worry so much about the demands of others in this midlife state of mind. It's our time to explore new hobbies. You've taken up painting. Yes. And, you know, I I love to run. I love to hike. I love traveling. You've you've taken up guitar. Yes. I don't stick with it as much 
much as I should, but I certainly do love no, it. No, but I mean, think about it. It's a creative like, outlet. Totally. Having a creative outlet. And that is the thing is not going through the motions of life. Find something that brings a spark of joy to you. And when you keep your heart and mind open and you have a sense of wonder about life, you will always be visible because you'll be visible to the right people. Mm-hmm. It may not be visible to the construction workers on the corner, which <laughs> is not such a bad thing. But you'll be you'll be visible to the right people. Well, it's a time to rediscover, redefine our sense of purpose and start living according to those beliefs and our value system and stop living by default. Exactly. That's what we aim to do with our retreat in Italy. We we have titled it Reclaiming Your Wholeness because it's all about spending that dedicated period of time devoted to rediscovering, reacquainting, reconnecting with yourself. Without the distractions of our day-to-day lives, we'll right. go to this beautiful place in the Tuscany region and we will be exploring all of the positives of this phase in our life mm-hmm. and all the things that will be with like-minded peers and we are going to have so many opportunities to even learn new things with a cooking class with a basket making class lots of immersing yourself in the farm life of where we're going to be staying and so reconnection with nature which is huge and we are looking forward to our own navigating midlife we're navigating midlife Mm -hmm. we are here to empower others to navigate midlife and we're offering these tools we're offering meaningful relationships that we'll build during that time period over there. And when we come back home, we'll be even more grounded, more empowered, and living with intention. Right. And more connected to ourselves. That when you're really connected and grounded in yourself, it does allow you to be visible and shine your light brighter. And it doesn't mean that that we're perfect. There's no perfect stage of life. You know, motherhood wasn't perfect. This, no. You know, raising a family, it, whatever your personal relationship is with a partner, with a husband, spouse, or whatever, all of these things are, they're not perfect. And we actually are giving ourselves permission to explore and learn more about ourselves and let our experiences not, not be seen as failure not be seen as we're invisible like we're actually empowering us to take all the wisdom and all the knowledge of every part of life and really now we have the time to sit with it and be reflective and we we get to pivot and move into whatever direction we want to for the this next phase of our life so don't hide your age speak it with confidence right <laughs> yes there's no replacement for the the wisdom that comes comes with this mature part of our lives that when I was 24 maybe I had youth on my side but now at 52 almost 53 I have these life experiences that I wouldn't trade for all of the plump youthful skin in the world right <laughs> yeah that's why we have collagen replacement I was gonna say well that's why I use all those little serums and potions and lotions all over my face I'm gonna age regardless but I'm gonna try to do it as gracefully as possible so there's a British author Ronald Dahl, D-A-H-L, and I really love this quote, the older I get, the more I have come to realize how important it is to be an enthusiast in life. If you are interested in something, no matter what it is, go at it full speed. Embrace it with arms wide open. Hug it, love it, and above all else, become passionate about it because lukewarm is no good. 
I love that. As we wrap up, we want to leave you with some questions that you can ask yourself. So what's your experience with visibility? What's your experience with invisibility? Those are two important things. And how has it changed at this midlife state of your life? And then also, who can we help to feel more seen? Because that is a gift of visibility we give to ourselves. And what is this connection between visibility and being seen and seeing others? One other question that I might leave you with is what do you see and value and celebrate within yourself? And what do you see and value and celebrate in others? And I think one of the important distinctions that you need to think about is that if you felt invisible in your 20s and your 30s, it's only probably going to be amplified in midlife. So figure out what it is that you need to change in your own thinking and your own perception to allow you to feel seen and to see yourself. Sometimes that's the really the most important person who sees you is yourself. If you see yourself as valuable, if you see yourself as vibrant, if you see yourself as having talent and gifts that no one else has you, because we are all unique, that's really the most important thing is how you view yourself. Am I invisible to myself? And that is, I think, where the work people get in their happen. head. Yeah, the work happens inside first. Mm-hmm. And then when you feel that you see yourself, Other people are going to see you. There's not going to be a problem of feeling invisible. I think that's where we always circle back to a strong practice in something that grounds you and fulfills you, whether that is a yoga practice, a meditation practice, walking in nature, taking time for journaling. These are our go-tos in our toolbox that can help us to navigate these types of feelings and, and issues as they arise. Absolutely. Well, hopefully you guys got something out of this that you can take into your own life and maybe will help you just navigate this time period a little bit easier. And we look forward to talking with you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. See you next week. This has been an E-Squared production.